In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the High Ground News on the Ground podcast, powered by The Daily Memphian and the OAM Network. We are community-based journalists working with residents in Memphis neighborhoods to uncover what is moving the city forward. I'm Cole Bradley, managing editor of High Ground. Uh, We are currently in between neighborhoods. We're gearing up for our newest neighborhood, and that is part of our topic today. Joining me are actually guests that you, one guest you're familiar with and one you may not be yet. So Emily Trenum, our community engagement manager and our publisher. Thank you for joining us today, Emily. Hey. And then our newest high ground recruit, we are so happy to have joining us today, A.J. Duggar. Hey, A.J. Howdy, how's it going? Going well. So A.J. is our new on-the-ground lead writer. And so he is joining us at the perfect time, starting into a new neighborhood. So today we're going to actually be introducing A.J., getting to know him a little bit, and then also introducing our new neighborhood, which is Hickory Hill, we are very excited about. So to kick us off, uh, A.J., you want to just say a little bit about yourself? Um, Who are you? Where'd you come from? What do you do? Well, I'm going to have to drop my voice to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) All right. um, Well, I'm AJ Duggar. I am from Memphis. I've moved away from Memphis a couple of times, but I'm back now. Um, I've written for a lot of places uh, as far as journalism goes. Um, I've interviewed a lot of celebrities. I have uh, appeared on TV. I was on the TV One crime series called For My Man. I was one of the journalists interviewed on there analyzing the, the cases. Uh, what else have I done? You've written some books, right? Oh, I forgot. Yes, I have written some books. One of them is called Southern Terror. It's a horror anthology. And the other one is called The Dealers Then and Now. Uh, my mother and my uncles and my cousin were a funk band in the 70s and 80s. And they performed with Marvin Gaye and the Eagles and people like that. And they were also on CBS Records and Michael Jackson was there. So it's a lot of great stories in that book as well. That was here locally, right? Your, your family was performing here locally. Yeah, and they, they're working on a new album right now. So they're making a big comeback. That's great. You know, the Eagles are not a funk band. I'm saying there's a disconnect there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they perform with, you know, open for different people. You I know, see. Supremes, all kinds of people. The Eagles were uh, trying to give a little bit of variety in their mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Funk with classic rock. Mm-hmm. A lot of networking going on back then. Yes. So uh, what else? What about your journalism career, AJ? So what are some of the things that you've enjoyed writing about before you got to high ground? Wow. Um my favorite thing to write about is features. I like reviewing movies and music and things like that. Um, I've interviewed Keisha Napoleon. She played Little Rudy on a Cosby show. Interviewed uh, Joe Theismann, NFL legend. Um, heavyweight champion Larry Holmes. I'm helping him write his autobiography. Um, actor John Saxon. He did movies for Bruce Lee and Marlon Brando and all kinds of people. So... Um, I'm pretty, I get around, I get around a lot. So I like to write about things that are interesting and, you know, um, I try to make anything sound exciting. So if a squirrel climbs up a tree or somebody passes gas, I'm, I'm, I'm there, <laughs> you know, I'm going to make it sound as interesting and catchy as I can. So I think, you know, one of the things that is very different about High Ground is that we are not traditional journalism in the way that most places will cover, you know, politics or sports or celebrity and things like that. Uh, And that's not something you're really familiar with, High Ground's way of doing it. But 
for us, that's okay because we feel like a lot of journalists don't know what we do, which is we call it social journalism. You could call it engagement journalism or community-centered journalism. Uh, for us, it was more that, you know, you have uh, the personality for this kind of work. You are personable. You uh, listen attentively. You know, you can craft a narrative. And also you have some background in like social work and connecting with folks who are different, who are maybe vulnerable, marginalized. And that was what appealed to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of social work working with at-risk children and people with mental and physical disabilities. So I'm a very patient man. And uh, in no situation, you have to be patient. And uh, sidewalk journalism, I had never really heard of it. But I have been training myself accidentally because in the stories I've done over the past, I build relationships with people. There are so many people that will only call me if they need a story. They would read my work and they're like, man, AJ, okay, we got this coming up. Can you work with me on this? So I would build relationships and I would become their official reporter. You know, so I like to do that because a lot of people don't like the press, unfortunately. And I like to switch that. You know, I want people to feel comfortable talking to me. I want them to know that, hey, when, when I write about you, this isn't slander. We're going to talk about you factually, correctly, and we're going to make you sound good, you know? Right. And with empathy, I think. And, exactly. you know, I think for us, um, you know, that sort of social journalism, sidewalk journalism piece, you know, for folks who don't know, you know, it's it's more than just writing a profile that kind of surface level covers a, a business or an event or something like that. It's about really deeply going in, engaging with communities, building relationships, building trust, and then creating narratives kind of alongside those community members. You know, um, the majority of our content throughout our engagements are our one month of research where we spend are dedicated to getting to know folks and getting to know the histories in the current states. And then our three months of active reporting, uh, you know, one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is that the majority of our coverage is generated directly from those community members. So relationships are really important uh, for us. So what's some, as you've been with us in this last uh, week, this is your official end of your first week um you survived are, yeah you did <laughs> congratulations uh what are some things that you know you've either learned or found interesting or you know th are looking forward to with this sort of different type of journalism well the first thing i'm kind of learning is that the city's changed so much since i've been here last like stacks museum alone you know looks different so i'm learning the city again i haven't lived in a while so i'm learning the city how big it is and how to get from point a to point b but also um as far as the relationships go I like the, the relationships, but I also like how we're looking for solutions. I like how we start here at point A, and then within a couple of months or a couple of weeks or whatever, we're going to check back and see how they're doing, what the solutions are, how things got resolved, and kind of, you know, it's like checking up on people. You know what I'm saying? It's like really seeing things progress and improve over time. So that's one thing I really like about it so far that I'm learning. That's a great way to – well, and I wanted um, – AJ wanted to share when Cole and I were – discussing you before we, we had a we had a funny conversation about celebrities because you that is something you've done in the past and you enjoyed. So we had a funny conversation about all the kinds of celebrities that high ground covers, like the candy lady in Orange Mound who sells candy out of her house and is our type of celebrity and pops tamale also in orange mound oh, man, of course all neighborhoods great. neighborhoods all yeah. have these yeah. um and that so, cdc leader or that neighborhood association leader who you know 
is doing the hard work on the ground every day. Like those are our celebrities. Or people you know? that are quirky in oh, some yeah. way. Like Mr. Uh, you remember Mr. Rick, the Mouseketeer, you know, our very, the Memphis's very first Mouseketeer, not just Justin Timberlake. There was a guy who was on the original Mouseketeer show and he happened to be in one of our neighborhoods. And like, we found him. We're like, this guy, he had such an interesting story Perfect and career. Example. But yes. he's hidden in a neighborhood. You know, folks don't know about him sort of mainstream, but those are our, our kind of celebrities, you For know. For sure. Yeah. I like that. They're legends in their own right. You know, I like that. Exactly. So uh, what else? Any other thoughts on hopes, uh, what you're looking forward to? What are you nervous about? Mm, I'm not nervous, but I am excited. I like meeting different people. And what I like about journalism, I've always loved to write. I've always been a talented writer, whether it was songs, poetry, short stories. I used to write stories in rooms to the class when I was in elementary school, so I always loved to write. But I like talking to people, too, and I like learning about cultures outside of my own and just getting to know people. So it's like... A pretty good marriage of getting to know people and also writing. And then also, as far as my personal life goes, um, I'm married. Hopefully, we have, we'll be having a family soon. Um, I have a pet turtle at home. <laughs> I didn't know um, that. I yeah. knew that. And, you know, I have a thing for turtles. That's like my animal. They're all over my house. I like turtles. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say that I was biased when I found out you had a turtle, but uh, it certainly it didn't, didn't hurt. hurt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my turtle's name, her name is Large Marge. And I named her that because she's a radiator slider and you know they get huge. And when I first got her, she was a little sick. Um, and she was making a groaning noise that sounded like Marge Simpson. Like, oh, I'm over. Like Marge Simpson. <laughs> yeah, because so since she's getting, she's going to get large, she sounded like Marge Simpson. I'm like, hey, Large Marge is perfect. And there's also the Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Adventure reference too. That's great. So That's when, I went to the, when I took her to the vet, it's like um, Large Marge sent me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. All right. So what about Hickory Hill, Emily? So we have this is like a big time of change and really like positive momentum. I feel like we have our new lead writer on board and we're starting our new neighborhood that originally we thought might be uh, really challenging because we didn't start out with really strong connections in the neighborhood. You know, most of these, I don't know, for you listeners who are not aware, uh, Emily is like a walking Rolodex in Memphis. She is a rock star in many regards and knows for people who, are, so who know many what a people. Rolodex is. Yes. Uh, so many, um, a phone book. She's a walking, what do you call that thing in the cell phone? Um, Rolodex? No. She's a walking uh, cell phone contacts list uh, for those who don't know what a Rolodex is. I was close. Um, and so she knows just tons of people all over the city, but this is one of those neighborhoods where we weren't walking in with a ton of contacts right off the bat, but so far we're, we're doing pretty good. I think so. And just to remind everybody, so High Ground's on the ground program embeds a team of journalists into a single neighborhood to intensively cover it for three months through articles, video, um, photography, events, social media, podcasts. Podcast, a lot of community engagement, and this is actually our twelfth neighborhood, and um, and the I would say most of the neighborhoods have been sort of your traditional urban neighborhoods. I won't list them all, but we've done Soulsville, Klondike, Smoky City, Binghampton, the Heights, um, what people call within the loop. But we do. And I love those neighborhoods. I'm an urban person. Um, I love those neighborhoods with the old architecture and the, sure. you know, the, the 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 street grid. But there's lots of people doing really important work outside the loop. 
We've been in Frazier. We were in Whitehaven about a year ago and just seemed like a good time to go to Hickory Hill. Uh, it's completely different from Madison Heights where we've been. And I think we see some similarities between neighborhoods. You know, wherever you go in Memphis, people are concerned about blight and they're concerned about some similar issues, but every neighborhood's different. That's what makes it fun. And Hickory Hill's really an entering suburb. We're going to be based out of the community center, as it's a beautiful community center in Hickory Hill. We're going to be based there one day a week and going to be doing a lot of community engagement, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I think, you know, there are some major advantages of Hickory Hill. You know, there's it's large. There's a lot of opportunity for things to cover, which, you know, can sometimes be a downside, you know, re- narrowing in on what to cover. But, you know, I think we were, we took a tour yesterday of Hickory, or two days ago, yeah, of Hickory Hill. We all got in the car and drove around to start generating those story ideas. You know, what do we see? What's here? And, uh, you know, I said then, I, I hope that we have a, a problem of riches here. And that we have trouble narrowing it down. That would be great. You know, it's such a big area. And it is interesting to me because, you know, when you drive around Hickory Hill, you don't see a lot of the sort of economic issues that are really clear in some of those center city neighborhoods that we're, you know, typically dealing with. Like in the Heights, for example, where there's, what, 1,100 vacant properties and blighted or vacant lots and properties just hanging out, right? Uh, and they deal a lot with blight and with um, code enforcement and stuff like that. When you drive around Hickory Hill, the housing stock looks pretty good. You know, the there's a lot of industry out there. There are things there. So it's easier to sort of um, not see the patterns in the city that have created our neighborhoods and some of our big social ills. Because when you look on the surface, Hickory Hill looks like it's doing okay. Well, and, and in a lot of ways it is. And it's full of um, active residents. Yeah. And has um, a nice wide range of um, economic diversity, I think. You know, there's plenty of middle class folks as well as lower class folks. And there's even some really nice big houses in Hickory Hill, you know. And uh, AG and I went to a town hall meeting last night at the community center that was well attended. Councilwoman Patrice Robinson hosted it and she brought in a number of division directors, um, Police Director Rawlings and um, Robert Connect from Public Works, who gave updates and then also took questions from the audience. And there were a um, a whole host of interesting discussion points raised, things people are concerned about, but also people said, you know, thank you for yeah for doing things. What? How was it? Was it well attended? I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's one of the struggles we've had in Madison Heights is there are no. Uh, it's not. A lot of residences in Madison Heights, there are no formal neighborhood associations. There's not sort of active resident involvement per se. So I'm looking forward to that too, you know, having this sort of wealth of activity that's going on and these engaged citizens that we can tap into to help us tell their story. Well, and looking at some of the proposals or potential solutions for some of the things that have affected the community. It's certainly there's been a, it's been caught in the sort of urban sprawl um, right. wedged in between what's happening with inner city revitalization and the people who have moved farther out east. And so you've got big box stores that are vacant and you've got big transportation arteries. and But all of those things are things that people are interested in tackling and looking for creative uses. So we're looking forward to covering some of those um, some of those issues, but from the perspective of 
what are some ways that the community can can address those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AJ, do you have any thoughts on Hickory Hill? I know it's your first week and you have been in Hickory Hill twice so far this week. Uh, but what are your sort of first impressions and thoughts? I mean, the people are pretty nice. Uh, everybody's pretty helpful. Everybody I, I need to talk to, they opened up to me pretty quickly. And um, I feel like we're going to build some pretty great relationships there. That's awesome. There's a very... I know this will surprise everyone that there's a very active senior population (laughs) at the Hickory Hill Community Center. They have a walking trail and they've got an active senior group that meets three times a week. Um, And we met a couple of them last night who are really eager to help us. And I think we're going to be there every Friday morning from September through November from nine till around lunchtime which is the time when the seniors are there. And I think there'll be youth there as well. So we're going to be inviting people to come talk to us and hope that some of our listeners will come by and see us as well. So Emily, what's the thing you're most excited about at the community center us covering? Well, there is the Hickory Hill line dancers. (laughs) Yes. And I've met a couple of them and I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of fun. I did think that maybe I would, um, Bring my bathing suit and go swimming in the pool. I thought the same thing. We should have a lunch, a lunchtime swim team meeting instead of going to our lunch in the neighborhood. Also wanted to mention something that we decided the other day. If people, if re, if listeners have suggestions. So Hickory Hill, like a lot of neighborhoods, has a lot of wing places. Wings are very popular in Memphis. I think second only to barbecue. Mm. So we decided to have a wing throwdown. Yes. In Hickory Hill, and maybe not so much like a competition, but to take AJ and maybe some residents around, try the wings at a bunch of different places, and see what the specialties are. Of course, write an article about them, but also just celebrate wings. Just pig out on the best of the best Hickory Hill wings. So that's a plug, you guys. If uh, if you listeners have a a vote of confidence for the best wings in Hickory Hill. Locally owned. Uh, locally owned, yes. Shoot it to Emily at uh, Emily at highgroundnews.com or shoot it to me, Cole at highgroundnews.com. Uh, not yet. AJ's email's not set up, but pretty soon he will be AJ at highgroundnews.com. Pretty soon. Yes. And then, uh, you know, give us your suggestions for the best wings in Hickory Hill uh, and that we will go and That's- chow down on. But in addition, any other story ideas for Hickory Hill, as well as our past neighborhoods. You know, when we say we're moving out of Madison Heights, we're not gone forever. We continue to write about our past neighborhoods in a rotation. We're just not directly embedded. And so, you know, we've got 12 of them. You can see them all on our website at the on the ground tab. And if you've got a story from your neighborhood or another neighborhood you know of, shoot it our way for sure. Definitely. What else? What else about Hickory Hill are we excited about? Wings? Well, of course, I love to eat. And we definitely have, we try to eat at a different restaurant every Friday. And there are a couple of things I'm excited about. One is a new Caribbean place called Flavas, like Caribbean Flavas, F-L-A-Y-H-A-S, some crazy spelling. That's new. Looking forward to that. There's also, I discovered, um, a Hickory Hill branch of a really great little restaurant on Lamar called The Grill, Uh which is chicken on kebabs grilled. It's delicious. I love meat on a stick. Yes, meat on a stick. That place is great. 
And there's that Korean barbecue place. There's a Korean too, barbecue right? place and a couple Mexican places. So I'm working on the list of restaurants for sure. AJ, one thing I have noticed about you that I, I feel like you might need to work on is the fact that you are a bit of a picky eater. <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> you are going to have a hard time with our know, Friday yeah, lunches. My mom, my wife, my sister, they're all like, you need to try new foods. I just sit there and stare at it. I'm like, I... Well, uh, so on the upside, we are food sharers. So like Emily will order something and I will order something and we will try each other's stuff. So like we'll get the adventurous stuff. You can just try it and then you'll know if you like it without having to waste your whole meal on it. Right. Yeah. But we do love to eat. This is teamwork. This is how teamwork. We comes like to, to eat our way through a neighborhood. For we sure, we really do. It's yeah. the hardest work we do. Mm. You know, somebody has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any other last thoughts on Hickory Hill? On AJ, officially welcome. Thank you. You know, for joining us. We are so excited to have you, and we're looking forward to where we go and grow from here with you. Let me say one other thing. Um, I think. Our listeners know that we're wrapping up in Madison Heights, which is the Madison-Cleveland area, as a reminder. Well, we're uh, having an event on Wednesday, August 28th from 530 to 730. It's a Madison Heights celebration in partnership with the Medical District Collaborative and Wonder Cowork. And we're going to be kicking off a, a really interesting public art project called Rain or Shine. We're going to be talking to people, getting more story ideas. We're going to have a sampling of food from that. There's a lot of diverse restaurants in that neighborhood. We're going to have some samplings of food from that. And we're also going to have a second line marching band. Yeah, full jazz band, second line parade through the neighborhood with a with umbrellas, which are part of the Rain and Shine, Rain or Shine uh, project. And this is it's a free event, 530, yeah. in front of that Mata terminal thing where the trolley stops. At the corner of Cleveland and Madison. Yeah, on- right near there. And we'll be doing a whole podcast on that, but mark your calendar. So that's Wednesday the 28th, right? August 28th? Yep, 530. Awesome. We're really looking forward to that. You know, it's the culmination of our work in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, if you if you listeners were subscribed to our High Ground News e-edition that comes out once a week, it's delivered for free to your inbox, uh, you would have gotten a notice of that. And so you should join our email list. If you have not yet, you can do that on our website at highgroundnews.com. You can just click the little subscribe thing, put your email in there, and uh, we will not spam you. You will just get once a week email edition, and occasionally you might get a reader survey or something asking you to tell us how we're doing. Uh, But yeah, so everybody, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, You know, I don't, you work here, so you don't really have a choice, but thanks. (laughs) Thank you, Cole. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, AJ and Emily. (laughs) All right, you guys can follow us and our ongoing neighborhood coverage at highgroundnews.com. If you like this podcast, please share it, tag High Ground News, uh, let us know how we're doing, let us know what you want to see in the next episode. You can follow this podcast and others from The Daily Memphian on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community. The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.